Hey youth, how's it going? My name is Ruby Price and you are listening to the 10th ever episode of Fresh From The Scene. Before I get started, I just want to say if this episode makes you feel anything on an emotional scale, make sure you go and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on. Give it a share on social media. You can find Fresh From The Scene on Twitter at FFTScene, that's F-F-T-S-C-E-N-E. You can also find me on Twitter at Rubes, R-U-U-B-E-Z, or Instagram, Rubes001. I'm sorry there wasn't an episode for the last couple of weeks. I've been really, really busy with work and uni stuff, so suck it. I'd rather get a first on my masters. But anyway, as I've said, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Fresh From The Scene, and if you do like it, make sure you do all the social media stuff, because algorithms. Anyway, here we go. You're listening to Fresh From The Scene with your host, Ruby Price. Welcome to Fresh From The Scene. Today's guest is the iconic Sean Smith. Iconic? You are iconic. No, don't be so silly. I mean, you've been around long enough to be iconic. Right, that's changed. That's gone from a lovely compliment to a terrible back. That's like, you're so old that, oh, we go on it. That's like letting somebody into the Hall of Fame just because they've been about for ages. Funnily enough, that is you've, how it works, isn't it? you've technically done what Kerrang did to the blackout, which was they once gave us an award called the Devotion Award, right? All right. Which they made up. Right, it was an award that existed before the blackout, because we got nominated four times and never won anything. So they were like, "Let's give them an award." For <laughs> They've come to six of these now, these award shows. And I got drunk and I went up on stage and I was like, "Thank you very much for giving us the nominated for uh, four times a one fuck all award." So yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially what the Oscars did with Leo, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm the Leonardo DiCaprio of the music scene. Yeah. No, no, wait, no, he's, no, he's renowned for young girlfriends. Oh. Yeah. Wrong Welsh front man. Boo! Can we say that? We, we have. have. Sorry, we have. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I always get people to do when they come on this podcast is sum their own act up in yeah. their own words, because it's a good conversation starter, so, okay. you know, who are Raiders right now? Why should people listen to them? Why should you listen to us? Because we're good. I'd say come see us live over listen to us, because that's all I care about. Um, we are four boys from South Wales who are uh, miserable, um, who just want to go on stage and exercise their demons. Um, I'm finding this so therapeutic, um, just being back on stage, because I had, I've had like f- nearly five years off. And in that time, I just missed it. I didn't realise. I thought when the black had split up, I was like, fuck it, all bands are finished now. I don't care about music anymore. And then I went to see a band play and they were playing to like 40 people. And I just got jealous. I was just jealous that anybody was watching them. And I thought I could take that mic now and I could make, I don't know any of the songs, but I could take that mic and make this a better gig. And I was just, I've had the urge to do it since. So yeah, I got, got back together with Bob from The Blackout and two of my friends, um, Styx and Ryan. And yeah, we've just written some angry music that, yeah, I get to beat myself up on stage every night. So yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember basically hearing that, you know, when the blackout broke up, obviously you weren't ready for it to oh, happen. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine getting back to, you know, being on stage and singing your own music again. Yeah. It's just... Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a mixture of that and... I think my problem is, is, I believe in my heart that I am a stand-up comedian. 
but I've never done stand-up, right? Um, but I'm also a real lazy bastard, right? So when it comes to writing things down, for some reason I just won't do it. I'd rather just go, I'll forget that joke, than write it down. For some reason there's something in me that I cannot get it to focus. It's like, I know, I know the career's there for that. Yeah. But there's something in me that's like, I don't bother writing out those things. But it's, I feel like that's what I am. So, yeah, getting to be up there and just chat to crowds in between songs is therapeutic. And then obviously getting to play and yelling about all the miserable shit I'm yelling about is um, therapeutic to get that out there as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And I genuinely don't care if nobody turns up. Mm. Then it's just a free practice for me where I can smash myself about in front of my friends. So, yeah, loving it. Loving life. Yeah, exactly. Last year we got Wasting Away. Yes. Um, when will we, do you have a new date? Yes, we do. Um, at the end of February, we are recording with Todd Campbell, um, who is uh, just on our friends in a band called Wager. He's just done the repeat. They're an awesome band. People should check them out. Wager, W-A-G-E-R. Um, yeah, Todd Campbell. His father's Phil Campbell from Motorhead. Yeah, some people have heard of him. Um, I think they're going to go on to do really well, more dread. Um, they got this one song, Ace of Spades. I'm telling you, it's going to be the I one. I remember seeing it on a TV show once. Oh, more dread? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I reckon they'll do well, yeah. Um, yeah I reckon if Primark gets hold of one of their designs, they'll, they'll be the biggest band in the world. Um, but yeah, so Todd's producing it and we're doing four or five tracks with him and we can't wait. But the thing is, see, everybody in my band now, well, apart me and Bob, because we've kind of been there, done that, we're just a bit more relaxed about it all, whereas yeah. sticks and writing are like, we need to fucking get stuff up, we need to do more stuff now, and we're just like, I'd rather just play shows and support other bands and steal their fans yeah. than record music, like I don't, genuinely, I don't care about putting music out, because people don't care about paying for it, so I don't care about putting it out. I'd rather you just come and see us or come and see a band we're supporting and be like, what the fuck was that before that band I just saw? Yeah. Um, so, and I think we've got the ability to do it. We can support, like last night we played, it's the first night of our tour and we're supporting Cutting Teeth and they're like this metally punk hardcore band and the first band who played before us were called Contaminated and they were like a proper hardcore band. And then we are sandwiched in between them and I'm singing about my fucking ex walking away and, and all this fucking sad shit. But we can fit on, I think we can fit on any bill. And I think with my in-between stage shit, yeah, we could support ska bands, we could support metal bands. I'll, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'd, I just want to fucking play. I just want to steal fans. I just, I need people to see us. Because once they see us, they'll be like, oh, I want to see him again. Yeah. Even if it's just to see if he's going to knock himself out. Or um, if he's going to say something that's going to cancel him, because that's very likely at any moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, you never know. I just want to play live, so... But we are we are recording the end of the month, maybe April. April Fool's would be a good day to bring yeah. out, wouldn't it? Just like, oh, we've got a new song coming out. Yeah. Then you oh, ha yeah. Play it. <laughs> we got a new song. No, they haven't. Yeah, knowing my luck, we'd post it, 9 o'clock, April Fool's. we got a new song, and people are like, I'm not listening to it, because it's going to be fart noises, you prick. It's April Fool's. I'm like, no, please check my band. And they're like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. April 2nd then, I guess. <laughs> New songs are coming out. Uh, but yeah, going back to what you're saying about, you know, like, having a mem like, you know, memorable supplies and stuff, like one of my favourite sets I've ever seen um, was a band called Witch Fever supporting Strange Bones. 
and they just came out and I was like, all right, okay, here we go. And then they just sort of blew me away because yeah. of how unpredictable they were. Just but like, yeah, so many bands yeah. I've seen, like that's, that's happened because yeah, I've gone to see headline bands and I've left being more in love with the support bands and you just, you don't know. And I think that's, that's an important thing why bands should give it their all every night. Yeah. Is because you don't know if you're picking up new people. Like I literally love, I love now the fact that it's been like 10 years since the Black Hour at the peak or whatever. So now there's like kids coming through who've never heard of, heard of like we played, Raiders played a festival called Teddy Rocks Festival. Mm. And it was an older fellow who came on to me after the gig and I was like, bro, you were the front man. Oh, he doesn't bro, he's old man. Um, Hello, son, uh, you were my front man of the weekend. Right, and he went on and he's like, oh, I love the band. And I was with two girls who knew the blackout. And she was like, oh, did you ever see his, do you know anything about his older band? And yeah. he was like, no. And I was like, shut the fuck up, girls. He doesn't need to know anymore now. Don't tell him about the professionally recorded music he can listen yeah. to them. Let him just enjoy Raiders. And I'm just blown away that people are still seeing, like, it's not... We're doing these shows, and it's not just fans of the Blackout. There's fans of people who don't never heard of the Blackout are there, and we are picking them. And I'm, I'm, we are still winning them over. Yeah. So, still got it. So uh, yeah, I'm just loving it. Just loving seeing smiles on faces, or I'm loving seeing people. Last night I was did a lot of spitting in the air and catching in my mouth, and there were some very horrified women in the crowd. <laughs> Um, so I love that I love that because yeah. then they're going to go away and go I went to the band last night and there's this dirty bastard spitting about and then one of them's going to have some sort of dirty kinky friend who's like I need to go see this guy and then they're going to see me and then um, ultimately I'm going to fall in love with them and then me and this person are going to get married so yeah that's the aim <laughs> you're basically just using Raiders as Tinder yeah kind of yeah it's my um, yeah sexy Tinder sexy band Tinder he's got Riffa no trying to think of an app now where we could merge um, gigs and gigger I was going to say grinder, but if that exists no yeah there's got to be yeah but how can we grind um grinder, if you're doing a grind gig yeah if you're a grimer yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's got to be a big gay community in grind surely yeah. I know isn't there, you know there's not many out I suppose but there's got to be grimer I might make an app yeah anyway yeah we can't touch with yeah. the dragons yeah yeah Duncan Valentine, I've got an idea! I don't think there's enough gay people locking up in grime. Yeah, just imagine Peter Jones going, I don't know what grime is. Like, oh, never mind. Peter. I imagine he doesn't know. No. No. Oh, does he know what grinder is? I'd imagine he does know what grinder is. Obviously, there's a bit of a comparison here in the sense that Liam Gallagher is famously known for saying that BDI were going to be bigger than the Beatles. Yeah. You obviously have gone from the Blackout to yeah. Raiders. No. How big a raid is going to get? <laughs> Not as big as the blackout. Not as big as the um, blackout. Just because I think in this day and age, it would be hard for us to do. I know Raiders music isn't going to be as musically acceptable or accessible as the blackouts. I don't think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be as poppy in places. Well, never say never, but I suppose, yeah, I don't think it is. And I'm honestly fine. Like, I literally fucking love playing on the floor. Mm. I love being the same height as people. Like, being over people, being on stage, playing to thousands of people is cool and stuff, but I just love being close to people. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll be as big as the blackout. Yeah. But we might be bigger than BDI. So, <laughs> take that, Liam. And I know he listens to every interview I do. So, uh, fuck you, Liam. Fight me. I love Liam Gallagher. Please don't fight me. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I've stolen so many um, lines from Liam. Um, one of my favourite one is someone said to Liam, what's your advice for new young bands? And he said, tell them to stay out of my fucking way. <laughs> and I was like, that is brilliant. Mm. So I've used that a few times, so thank you, Liam, for that. But, um, yeah, to answer the question, uh, at best we could be 75% of the uh, success that the Blackout had, I think. But I doubt that very much. Mm. That's the thing, it's not like I'm like, I'm fucking back and I'm going to be king of the world. Like, I'm just, I'm just happy that I'm playing music, just happy to be doing it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's been shitty for years, but yeah. Going back to what you were just saying about, like, uh, new bands and stuff, how does it feel to you when you see, like, a new band being like, okay, our influences are the blackout? Well, yeah, um, for my podcast, um, I do a podcast now called Sapnin', podcast with me. Uh, <laughs> with me, yeah. And um, we had, like, Lucas from Holding Absence mm. on, and I fucking love Holding Absence. I think they're going to be the next big Welsh band. I think they could, you know, they could be fucking as big as Funeral for Friend, Lost, like, you know, Lost Profits. I yeah. think they could be, they could go fucking stratospheric, and I really, really hope they do. And I was talking to Lucas for my podcast, and he was like, the first gig I ever went to was the blackout and I met you and he's got a photo of me oh yeah I've seen that photo yeah and I was like that's cool bro that's really cool that doesn't make me feel fucking old at all but yeah it's fucking bonkers it's like last night we I met people at the at the merch stand and this is the thing because when the blackout because we were we got to that level where we couldn't meet everybody who came to our gigs mm. we could only meet as many as we could outside before or after that I'm meeting people now that I never got to meet in the blackout who are coming to these radio shows and they're like, there's a boy who used to come to our shows in Exeter, met a girl from Leeds who came to one of our shows in Exeter. They now live in Leeds together. They've got a baby. They're married. And that's because they met one of our... That's fucking mental. You stupid bastards. Like, like <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it, we just... Yeah, and I've had loads of people going, oh... Um, with the reason I started yelling or doing whatever, I, you know, and doing my like, you know, there's a band called Polar, we're like a metal band, and um, I was talking to the singer outside the funeral for friend shows we did in October, and he was steaming, he was like, literally, the reason I got into this was because of you. And I'm like, you're a fucking big band now, take my band on tour, you cheeky <laughs> bastard. You owe me, at least you owe me a career. Give me a gig. But it's, it's fucking amazing, it's humbling, but also... Like most of the blackout stuff, if anybody saw us when we were in the blackout, we never took anything seriously, right? Mm. We always just like, I, we can't get over, we're doing this. This is, we're six boys from Merthyr Tidville. We shouldn't even have been allowed outside of Merthyr Tidville, <laughs> let alone fucking in a room with guns and roses or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've always been constantly blown away by it. So when people come up and like, oh yeah, I fucking love the band, or you're the reason, I just, half of it, just, I just shut, I just shrug off because it just doesn't even seem real. But, um, yeah, it's a very strange feeling. Yeah. But it's making me feel older by the day. Well, I'm getting older by the day, I suppose, so. But really old now, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah, like Aussie. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to have to start biting, yeah. Biting bats' heads off and covering myself in water like Aussie does. Um, oh, for anybody who's listening to this, there's a bit in Black Sabbath set where Aussie gets a big bucket of water and tips it over himself. That's because he's pissing himself live on stage. Really? Yeah, because he can't get off and get to a portal in time. Strange I mean, fact. That would take but, a little bit longer. Yeah. 
People didn't know that, but that's why he does it. So oh. you're welcome. Little uh, tidbits yeah. of information. Free, which yeah. Yeah. Ozzy's pissing himself on stage. <laughs> that's fantastic. Sorry to derail it, but um, yeah. Oh, I've listened to something. I know yeah. how. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll go off. Go. Yeah. And I just had a yeah. I just had a coffee monster before this as well. Yeah. So. Uh, Sorry. Well, speaking of Satman, um, obviously it's, it's Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Morgan Richards Mo Dick, yeah. Oh, it's me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, like that's been going now for over a year. Yeah. Like, did you expect it to go no. on this long? No. We th- I thought we'd do about four or five episodes, run out the guests, probably do three or four, just me and Morgan, and then people stop listening and we'd be done. So we're on episode sixty-two now. We've done sixty-two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm with a guest every week, if not more than one guest. So it's mental, but the support has been absolutely incredible from people who like the blackout, people who didn't even like the blackout, people who hated the blackout, Yeah. really like the podcast. Um, we just wanted to do something that was, I got to tell stories from my working class, Merthyr Tidville idiot brain that I got to do some. I got to do more than ninety nine percent of bands that have ever been created ever got to do. Um, so I knew I had stories there. Morgan's um, a semi professional journalist, um, but a terrible talker. So what's he doing <laughs> on a podcast? I don't know. But um, if you need a replacement, yeah, straight swap. Yeah, that will be all right. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, I, yeah, Morgan, you're fired. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we just wanted people to see kind of behind the curtain a band life because people yeah. people still thought it was all cocaine and strippers like the 80s and it's not, it's five boys looking for a Wi-Fi code. <laughs> That's all it is. Like people are yeah. like, oh, what'd you get up to backstage? Sitting on a laptop trying to work out what I'm going to tweet now because I'm bored. But yeah, so I knew that, you know, I'd been lucky enough to meet loads of people that I can call friends who would come on the podcast. I made friends with loads of press agents who've been absolutely lovely and supportive. Um, Ailey Connolly, Emma Van Dytes, they do some of the biggest bands in rock and they were just like, yeah, just offering us to us in the beginning. We were like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we're doing them. And now it's, we're slowly seeing a shift where it's coming about where bands are asking to come on. Yeah. So I feel like it's going, that's new, podcast is new media. And I think eventually it's going to take over from magazines, I think. So I think there's a band coming up who are not doing any UK press whatsoever at all, but are doing something um, who are a ridiculously big band. So, um, yeah, the fact that people are taking notice is mental. Again, that blows my mind, but it's, yeah. But... I'm lucky enough that I'm walking into these situations and, you know, it's not, I don't have to be like a nervous interviewer or anything because I know most of these people or I know situations and things they've been through because I've done it first hand. So I'm loving it, to be honest. It really, it really my passion for music and, yeah, made me want to get out there again. So I've got all that to thank, really. Um, but it all came about because I tweeted one day that I either wanted to make a YouTube series or a podcast about music, and I don't know if you've heard of them, there's an Irish rap duo called Rubber Bandits, and they wear oh, yeah. plastic bags on their heads, and they have a song called Horse Outside, which is about having a horse instead of a car. And they are big in Ireland, and one of them, Blind Boy, 
and he said his real name, I don't think I'm allowed to. <laughs> he's got a massive podcast, and I tweeted about it, and he said you should do a podcast so you can monetize it, you've got to chat in, it'd be brilliant. So he gave me the, the heads up about it, the inspiration, and then mm. I got in touch with Acast, who are our um, provider, and um, yeah, the rest is history. And we're 62 episodes in somehow. Yeah. And we've had ridiculous, ridiculous people on the podcast. And the one I'm probably most proud of is we had Stuart Richardson from Lost Profits on four or five weeks ago, I think it was. And that was the first time any of Lost Profits have spoken about the whole situation with Ian and what happened with them. And I'm just so, so fucking happy that I knew we were eventually going to do it with one of them. Mm. I'd like to do it with all of them. Well, five of them. I'd like to do it with five of them. Even though that one... Yeah. The other one is the million downloads. It's the trillion downloads if I did it. But also, morally, I can't do it because I'm not a scumbag. Yeah. Um, but um, I knew we were going to get him on at some point. But the fact that we got him on, he spoke so fucking brilliant about the situation. And just to see the fucking love for them after it and see the outpouring of support for the rest of the other five was literally amazing for me. Like, it was... They needed a year. They needed a year that they were still loved. And if it wasn't for them, I would have nothing. Um, so many bands would have nothing. Kids in Glasgow would have nothing. Film for Friends would have had nothing. You know, they literally kicked the door open for for British music as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's the one I'm most proud of. And there's a brilliant story on there about how Ian missed a show once um, on Warp Tour and Stu battered him. Like proper, he went, he said, no pun intended, he blacked out, came round and he was punching him in the face and he grabbed the monster can, he was smashing him in the face and he was like, that was for missing a show. Mm. Imagine if any of us knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. He'd have been 2D, he'd have flattened him, he would have been dead. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, the story's amazing, but yeah, it's just, I just... I'm just really glad that they got to fucking say something and put something out there. And it makes it better now for the others when they come on. They don't have to talk about that again now. Yeah, I can, can have them on and we can literally talk about good times I had on tour with them. Can I say this? Me, Mike Lewis from Lost Profits and Jonathan Davis from Corn, right? First time I ever went to America in 2004, I flew out because Lost Profits on tour. I got on their tour bus in Tampa. I, I got it. I got the venue. They had two buses there, and I see Mike Lewis and John and Davis from Corn peeking round, right? So I woke up to Mike, give him a big hug, and I'm like, hi, all right. Oh, hello, John and Davis. Nice to meet you. Never met you before. So, what are we looking at, boys? There was somebody from, uh, I won't name him, um, a very popular, like, pop punk band, was having sex with a girl up against his bus. And I was like, I can't believe this. One of Lost Profits and one of Corn. Like children, like oh, they're having sex. I was like, you're in all day. You dream about sex, John from Corn. You've got a song literally called Adidas, which is about that. I know you watch it, like Pervin, and I've got so many brilliant memories of stuff I did with Lost Profits yeah. um, that I can't wait to have some of the others on so we can talk about them because we had some, we had some fucking brilliant memories, and uh, the majority of them don't can. can don't contain Ian anyway, because he never really hung out that much anyway. So, uh, yeah, fucking, yeah, it's the one I'm most proud of, and um, yeah, super glad to get it out. So who would you all, like, you know, like, at dream. some point, obviously you've got to have, like, the biggest person that you ever want on. Okay. You know? um, I would like Fred Durst, obviously. Yeah. Because um, I love Limp Bizkit. Um, Daryl Plumbo from Glassjaw. Glassjaw, one of my... F- 
favourite bands ever, if not my biggest inspiration. But I spoke to him last year at Slam Dunk and he's up for doing it. So that's awesome. We swapped numbers, so I was like a fucking fangirl. He's like, oh, take my number. And I was like, <laughs> And uh, Pharrell would be good. Because oh, yeah. I've met him and he was fucking lovely. We, he, again, he gave me his number and I thought, he's not giving me the right number. <laughs> so I texted him straight away, like proper, uh, I'll get him now. So I texted him and he texted me back straight away. And I was like, oh my fucking God, that's Pharrell. <laughs> um, Pharrell would be good. Um, I don't know. Um, we've been trying to get a couple of drag queens on lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Morgan's Morgan's into them. So we're, we're up for that. Um, Might give a chance to speak. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, he'd just be fucking going wild, like... <laughs> I wonder what my question, line of question would be. This is the thing, see, like, I just want to go into every interview just be like, look, if I don't know anything about you, I'm just going to ask, please, just, if you don't like the question, then shoot me down. I just need to, you know, this is how I learn. Because mm-hmm. what I found before doing the podcast is, if I had a friend who had something I didn't know about, like, I've got a, um, a really close friend called Shabir, who's Muslim, I've asked him every question you could think of, right, yeah. about the Muslim faith. i got a friend who's um, Jehovah's Witness. No, no, Joe Sweetman. Mormon. No. He's a Mormon, right? I've gone through everything about that, right? I've talked about his magic vest and pants, everything, right? They can't drink Coca-Cola. Um, but that's what I'll do. Like, I will. I, I want to absorb stuff about people, so I'm, I'm always looking for learning about mm. stuff and, and up for stuff. So I think that's always kind of been in me that I want to ask questions and stuff. So, yeah, inquisitive. Yeah. Oh. Strange boy, I'm a very strange boy. I mean, I guess it makes sense to be doing an interview-based podcast, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Also, uh, I've got too many of my own stories, so <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast, you know I'll mm. butt in and then completely forget what the question was. Which um, I'm glad I got Morgan now, really, because originally I thought the idea was going to be kind of, I'll talk and he'll just kind of produce, kind mm. of in the Joe Rogan podcast type way where... He's got his psychic Jamie who's just over there who will chirp in now and again. I thought that's how it was going to be with Morgan, but um, luckily for us, it's not because there would be so many dead air bits where yeah. I'm like, I don't know where we're going now. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? But um, yeah, but it's been cool. Everyone's been really supportive. Everyone we've had on has been really cool, apart from one band. Um, we had an awkward moment of download with someone. We had 45 minutes with them. We meant to do like a full episode. I started talking to them. We got 10 minutes in and I was like, thank you very much for coming on. Um, that's it, basically. So, yeah, it was just awkward. I think they just thought it was like a normal interview uh, rather yeah. than like a free chat where they could just, you could say whatever you want and I'll edit out any shit you want. They were just like, you know, in interview mode, I think. So they were expecting like, Tell us about your new album. But I was like, I found out about you because of one of my favourite films. You were in one of my favourite films. I was like, how was that? You know, and they were like, oh, we had a single out the same time as we did the, the movie and the song that came out that was in the movie did better on a single. And I was like, oh, no, not two singles that did really well. Like, what are you complaining about? You were in one of my favourite films. Like, I was just like, oh, piss off, like, whatever then. Because I would, I would have fucking killed to have been in that film. Yeah. Um, as most bands would, but yeah. But also, they are a band who've been going for fucking years, like, so I understand they were probably tired and bored and fucking sick of talking to idiots like me at Download. So, um, 
but yeah, nobody major. For a second, I thought shapes were going to come on and beat me up because um, I make fun of um, bands with V's, right? Uh, yeah, Stop putting Pvuris. No, call them what they are. Okay, Pvuris. Pvuris, right? Shvups. Or now they're sh over pairs because they've changed the V okay. to the greater than sign. Sh over pairs. Yeah, sh is greater than pairs, right? So that's what I'm calling them now. Because I saw the drummer at the funeral for friend shows and he was like, um, me and Griff want to come on your podcast. We only need five minutes. And I was like, they're coming on to beat me up. Like, so I said to Morgan, we, we sorted out an interview with them in Bristol in the car before. I said, right, Morg, if they start punching me, get the mic as close to the punches as you can because we need to catch the sound of the punch. I wasn't like, save me. I was like, what will be the best audio fucking... Yeah. What's like a f what can go viral? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, me being beaten up because a lot of people hate me, so they would love to hear me be beaten up if we could film it even better. But we had them on and they were fucking lovely. But there was a moment when it was like, we only need five minutes, and I was like, you're gonna fucking chew me out. I can't wait. But um, yeah, nobody who's um, been a real bunch of bastards yet, though. Mm. So, have you ever had anybody on who's been a twat? Um, not on my podcast. I've done interviews with people who have um, done stuff that's just sort of been like, you really didn't get the, the vibe of what I was yeah. doing. Can you um, name them or are you? Um, they were nice a charity, that? so it'd be. <laughs> Fuck charity, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like, I would have expected the charity, like, who are sort of like supporting minorities to be like, yeah, here's every bit of information you've ever wanted, you know. And they were. our reputation. Nah, it's just no. kind of like one word answers, two word answers, go to our website. Bugger. Mm, yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. Bastards. But everyone on my podcast so far has been pretty lovely, actually. Cool. Nice. I had Luke Rainsford on as like my third episode. Oh, nice. And he was just so friendly. Like, yeah. And at that Seems point, like a lovely boy, yeah, yeah. He was like the biggest person I'd had at that point, because episode three, mm. and like was the first person who wasn't like a friend. And yeah. I was like, this is amazing, this is going to be amazing. Nice. And it just it went so smoothly. Cool. What episode are we up to now? Uh, this is episode 10, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've had to take a couple of weeks break because yeah. uni work. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we've um, yeah we found out with Morgan now because Morgan's back in university now. Mm. We can kind of only meet up on Mondays. So we've kind of got to do fucking like a full day of like admin, recording podcasts doing whatever we can, sorting out socials and just we gotta do everything in that way. So we could do Skype calls with people who are Patreons for our podcast yeah. as well. So um he has to come up early because loads of them are Australian so he gets to come up my house early, we have to get on line early and do like ten AM Skypes with people who are three thousand miles away. Um but yeah, loving it, loving it. And yeah, that Patreon community thing we've just created we've got like hundred and seventy people who are amazing. Amazing. It's one of the best things that's happened, to be honest. Like, yeah, the podcast is doing okay and it's getting me attention. Yes, I love attention. But the community, I never thought... We weren't expecting it. Like, yeah. they, they bond together. They're, like, literally a bunch of fucking lovely goths um, who were just all looking out for each other. They've all, there's people in there who've all got different bands. They're all going to see each other's bands. So yeah. it's, like, it's meant that we'd have meetups. We played... Uh, bought in Bristol called Thecla in December, Raiders. Loads of the podcast people came. And yeah, it was just fucking so good. We're making a community and it's mental. I never mm. expected it. I just thought, we'll do this. Some people will listen to it and I'll be it. Like, but yeah. 
Because didn't you have like a meet up at Reading? Yeah, as we've, well? we've done a few. Yeah, we've yeah. done Reading, we did Gunnersville. We went to the UMIS. Oh, and this was the thing. One of the girls came up to me from the Patreon and she said I was going to come to this Gunnersville event on my own anyway because nobody I know likes UMIS 6 or or likes that music, not mm. UMIS 6 specifically. Yeah. Any of like the supporting bands? Yeah. Yeah, just didn't like any of them. So and she was like, she was nearly crying, and she was like, "I know I'm here with ten people who are like, we're we're just chanting and having fun like we're best friends." And I was like, Ugh. "It choked me right up." And I was like, "Whoa!" I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> but yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's just mental how something can just grow from me talking bollocks to people I've met. Like it's just it's mad, but blows my mind every day. Probably anybody wants to fucking gives a shit, it still blows my mind. Yeah. That's how it always was, it's how it's always been. Like the fact that Black did well, the fact that anyone's coming to these shows, it's all fucking blowing my mind. Um, yeah. I still don't know I've managed to convince people that I'm entertaining, but it seems to be working now and again. So, yeah. Yeah, so back onto Raiders, obviously there's a gig tonight in like an hour or whatever. Yeah. Doing a time check. Yeah, we are, yeah, yeah good. Um, six or five. Yeah, so, um, six or five. 6.05. Oh, 6.05, I was like, 6, 6 to 5? Yeah, 6.05, we're doing 11 hour set. <laughs> yeah, we're doing 11 hour set. Yeah, um, so, you know, like, what is the main thing that you want people to get out of tonight? Um, what the fuck just happened? That's yeah. what I wanted to leave going, wow. Yeah, I just, I just want people just to watch us and love us or hate us, really. I'd rather them really, really hate us than be like, yeah, they're all right. Yeah, like a really strong emotion. Emo- yeah. response is well, Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. They either love it and be like, I've got to see them again, I can tell all my friends I've got to see them again, or I hate them, they were fucking dreadful, never go see them again, I'm going to tell my friends how much I hate them, and then the friends go, oh, I'm, I'm going to check this out now. Mm. And then they'll see a photo of us. Because what I've been finding is, now that we're doing more dates, like Raiders are doing more shows, mm. Photographers are messaging us, asking us to pay them to come and shoot our shows, right? And I've been replying, like going, I don't mean to be a dick, right? But I genuinely believe it's in your best interest to come and shoot my show. I won't charge you for taking photos of me, but you will have some fucking brilliant photos because I am not going to stop moving. Because I am throwing myself about. Mm. I'm pulling shapes that nobody else is pulling. Um, I'm dancing like a twat, I'm punching myself, I'm beating myself up, um, I'm interacting with people, so, um, yeah, I just, I think people will see, the, well, this is the thing, it's like, after our first gig, somebody came and took loads of photos, and I saw them online then, and one of the comments was, these photos make me want to see this band live, because it's so much action, and mm-hmm. I just think, when people either hear what we do, or hear of what we do, people will have an interest in coming to see us because, yeah, it's going to be entertaining one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I think the first photo I saw of like Raiders Live was you just lying on the floor in the middle of a crowd. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've what else have I done since? Um, I've hung off balconies, um, I've been sick a lot because I'm still unfit, mm. um, which is a terrible thing to do when you're on tour. Last night I was only sick again. Um, yeah, I've left. I've left several stages of dents in my head because I tend to punch myself for some reason. This is the thing. See, there's there's bands 
who we've toured with and um, my brother was telling me about, I think it was, I don't want to get the band wrong, scary kids scaring kids or whatever, and they would practice in soundcheck, they would practice what they were going to say in between songs. Yeah. I've never done that. I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen to this gig tonight, mm. right? I've got nothing planned other than I'm going to make fun of cutting teeth at some point. I called an acoustic punk, pop punk band last night and they couldn't be more, less that. So I'm probably going to call them a ska band or something, mm. right? But I don't plan anything. And genuinely, any, I haven't seen the room. I haven't been in the gig yet. No. So when I go in now, first thing I'm going to do is recce the room. Is there anything I can swing and off, climb, bring down, hit people with? So coming to one of our gigs, you never know what could happen. I could, I don't know, choke myself to death with a microphone. I could swallow a microphone. Um, I could fall off a stage. I could smash my head into a wall and smash it open. I've got a bruised knuckle and hand from punching things last night during our set. Um, I got a little bruise by there. They're normally bigger, like I've got lumps and stuff from hitting myself on the mic. So, yeah, no, you never know what could happen. Um, I made the mistake of Raider's first gig back. There was a girl in the front row who was smiling. And I thought, if you smile, it means you're enjoying it. Sean was wrong, because Sean went up to her and licked her forehead. And she then ran out of the venue crying and phoned the police. And the support band before us was telling her to get me done for sexual harassment. Really? And I was like... It was a laugh. I, like I genuinely thought she was smiling. I like ah, yeah. and then next minute people talk. Literally had a police on the phone about it. Police phoned me up to be like, "Don't do that again." All right, I want Sonny. I forgot we live in this. We're gonna be no smiling and no talking again soon. Um, but yeah, so I made the decision. I made the um, mistake of uh, licking that girl's forehead. Um, so now I'm. In 2020, Sean is a lot more wary of what I can and can't do. Mm. Um, I went and sh shook my hips by a girl yesterday and then instantly apologised in case she was, um, she thought it was some sort of sexual advance. So, yeah, we're living in a weird age now where, like, I would have fucking loved it back in the day if just someone from the fucking bank came to me and licked my head. Yeah. Like, it's just, what's that? What the fuck is that? What's going on? Ah! Like, mental. So I didn't like, expect that when I left the house. Exactly, yeah. I wasn't expecting all my forehead washed. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like how many times have I seen like fucking Frank Carter just bleeding on people or mm. fucking spitting on like cool part of a gig, having a laugh. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm trying to reel it in a bit, but honestly, you never know what I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. So if you do, you're cleverer than I am. Sapping. Sapping. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even come out of my. The thing is, what I've been doing is with these radio shows, because I'm so focused on going on and performing for radars. I completely forget everything else. So yeah. I'll go on and say hello and then realise I've got a brand yeah. that I should be opening with Sapnin and then alright, we get on with it now. But if you don't mean with Aya, we're readers. Fuck's sake, man. I've got a fucking yeah. brand. But yeah. Um so yeah, you that not even that's guaranteed to no. come out of my mouth. I don't know. You if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Raiders, come and see us because even if you don't like the song Wasting Away, we've got other songs that are miserable. And um, it's an interesting watch. I guarantee you it's an interesting watch. It might not be perfectly in tune. Well, it's not, not going to be anywhere near in tune. But it's a very interesting watch. Yeah. So please come and see us. Please, please, please. Mm. Well, whilst I've got you here, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Well, that's what we're doing. Raiders, Sapnin. Um, I help manage a band called Junior. 
or a pop punk band who've got a WWE wrestler in them. Um, they've also got Matt, who writes theme tunes for some of the biggest wrestlers in the world, and the drummer runs a mental health charity called Heads Above the Waves. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really cool. They are awesome, Junior. Check out Ant Music and Junior online. I'm just getting involved with helping manage Old in Absence as well, so that's fucking awesome. And they generally, whether I'm involved or not, if I quit tomorrow, they're going to be one of the biggest bands in Britain soon. And I can't wait. Um, what else have I got? Podcast, Sapnin. You can find it at Sapnin Pod, S E W P E N I N P O D. As you can see, I spell that every week to a deadline on the podcast. Um, no, that's it. Check out Raiders. We're doing 2003's festival. Uh, yeah, check out at Raiders Band UK on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Spotify, it's Raiders Space UK because some motherfuckers <laughs> took Raiders a week before we There's put our first one on. Having someone else with but having UK in the name now is fucking bot. Raiders Zuck. Who the fuck are Raiders Zuck? Fuck them. Yeah, oh, yeah, it looks like Raiders suck now. Yeah. Shit. But yeah, check out Raiders UK on stuff and um, come to a gig because I promise you you'll be entertained. And if you're not, come up to me at the end of the show and I'll give you your money back. You I go. mean, that's quite a promise. Yeah. Plus, I won't have any money on me, so it'd be difficult. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm so confident that I know I'm never going to need to pay anybody out. So, yeah. yeah. Come along. Come along. You will be entertained, I promise. Mm. Well, you know, thanks for chatting to me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, everybody listen to this, please never die. Stay positive. Um, if you're going to be sick, keep your tongue out. So you don't choke. That's it. Life advice from Sean Smith. Yeah. Never run with scissors. Look both ways before you cross the road. Yeah, don't take a toaster in a bath. And go to a Raiders gig. So, and come to a Raiders gig, yeah. yeah. And these are don't come to a Raiders Yeah, come to a Raiders gig, please, please. Yeah, yeah, cool, thank you. You're listening to Fresh from the Scene with Ruby Price. Thank you very much for listening. You'll be able to find all the things that Sean decided to plug in the description if that's your kind of thing. As I said before, if you have any opinions on this podcast, make sure that you leave a review, share on social media if you enjoyed it, share on social media if you hated it. You know, just give it a share on social media, really. That's all I can ask from you. Everything will hopefully be back to normal maybe next week. I hope so. No guarantees. But there will definitely be another episode coming soon. Like I said, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.